the ASCO Leaders Reading Podcast with Jeff Barton. I'm Jim Thulis. I'm General Secretary of School Leaders Scotland, which is professional association for secondary school leaders north of the border, affiliated to ASCO, work closely with ASCO. When I did a real job, I suppose, if you want to call it that way, I was a head teacher in a secondary school, large secondary school in Dundee for just over 19 years. Thank you, Jim. As you know, we're very proud to be associated with you and learn a, a great deal from School Leaders Scotland and indeed the, the education decisions, particularly over the past year, uh, in Scotland, comparing with what's been happening from Westminster. Let's, But let's not talk about that. Let's talk about books. And you've got some interesting choices here. So should we start with your first one, which is a, a, a well-known American novel? Yeah, I think, Jeff, in, in reflecting on this and deciding which three books about I was going to land on, not an easy task in itself, I suppose, but uh, the, the the first one was a, a kind of easy choice and it's kind of different from the rest because it's a, it's a book of fiction and I'm, I don't read fiction very often. And most of what I read it, it is non-fiction. So the first one kind of stands on its own a wee bit in, in respect of that and it takes me back to, I've got to say, it takes me back to school days and I suppose it's easy to reflect kind of looking back at things at books that had an impact on you at a point in time and in a certain way and then kind of channeled your thinking in a way thereafter. But uh, my first book had that kind of impact on me at a time within my learning career when I suppose I was influenceable and when I was in my fifth year of secondary education uh, I was studying higher geography, also studying higher English and the geography, part of the geography I was studying was geography of the United States. Now, at those days, long, long ago, it was very much a regional geography. And it was geography of the old school. You know, learn what is growing here, learn what that city is, learn how the transport from that city links with the countryside. It was a very, very regionalised geography. But a um, geography teacher whom I had, had a, a kind of expansive view of geography and an expansive view of learning within geography and I suppose coincidence played a, played a great big part in that because I had a, a very forward-looking English teacher as well and in those days you were given a choice of novels to read as a home reader and come back and write commentary on and discuss and so on and I was given a choice in English class between um, Grapes of Wrath and The Guns of Navarone. <laughs> and I happened to mention this to my geography teacher and he said, you know, you really, you've got to go and read Grapes of Wrath. And it was at that stage, you know, in, in my kind of development of what I read, I was moving on from the boys' own stories with adventures and, you know, the hero with the white hat came out on top there was definitely an ending to the book and it was generally speaking a happy ending. So it was moving on from Like of the Guns of Navarone, 39 Steps, things like that, into things which were more akin to kind of character, circumstance, the vagaries of, vagaries of life, I suppose. And my geography teacher directed me towards Steinbeck and the 39 Steps and it was a completely new 
genre. It was a completely new way of exploring the written word. And also had you know, an English teacher who was very much of the view, and I think I've shared this one with you before, and he, but he was a great um, exponent of the novel and the fact that the novel was not just the words which were on the page and it wasn't just the story. It was there, it was the backstory. He was a great Hemingway man and introduced me to Hemingway at that time as well. So all of this was very much related to taking a novel and learning from a novel about things which you could interpret from the text and develop from the text and sort of develop into a way of thinking. So that's what the 30, that's what um, the Grapes of Wrath did for me at that point and started me st to think about the way in which I would read to develop as opposed to read a story to accept and enjoy. Fantastic. Great account of why, why the book meant such a lot to you. Now, you, you choose uh, what for me is a very, very specific second choice. I, I haven't heard of this at all. Perhaps that would be expected. But for you to reference something which is a very specific curriculum document, what, what, to, to tell us what it is and why, why you've chosen it. Yeah. Uh, again, to just rehearse what I said earlier on, looking back on things, you, you kind of look at things in a different way from the way in which you see them at the time. But in the mid kind of 1980s. I'd started off in a teaching career. I was a geography teacher and I saw the world round about teaching geography. And I saw my role in life, in my professional life, to teach young people geography and geography was important. And never really raised my head very much above the level of that within the school. It was a matter of developing geography, geography teaching, and doing that as well as I possibly could. Yeah. And in 1986, a report was published. It was called. It was from a group called the Consultative Committee on the Curriculum. Now it has morphed over a period of time. It's now part of Education Scotland. It became Education Scotland. But they produced a 40-page, slightly more than a pamphlet, I suppose. Yeah. But it was called More Than Feelings of Concern. And it was to do with guidance in Scottish secondary schools. Now, at the point in which I started teaching in the mid-70s, there were guidance teachers in schools. And, you know, that in itself was a good thing. Yeah. But they weren't really trained and the kind of impact they had within the school was marginal because they were really just looked upon as kind of pastoral care, taking an interest in young people as individuals and didn't really touch on the rest of the curriculum and didn't really touch on my life as a geography teacher. Now, the other way was also true because as a geography teacher, I never really thought much more than doing that, as I've had said, and I never saw more to teaching young people than teaching the subject. Yeah, and yeah. all of a sudden, this book was produced in mid-1980s, which actually started to look at the way in which guidance impacted across all aspects of learning and the curriculum and the other thing that it said was all teachers have got responsibility for the development of the entire child and that having read the book it was a, a kind of real eye-opener to me to think well, there, there is much you know there is much much more to education to learning to supporting young people to engaging young people in their learning and thinking what they're learning than what i'm doing and really, is geography really all that important? 
I'm sorry, I'm going to offend people out there in, in teaching world. No, it's not. The subject, you know, it's so very, very clear at that point. The subject is just a vehicle for delivering learning, support, and delivering intelligence. And all of this came from more than feelings of concern. And certainly within my teaching career, it, it was a bit of a turning point because not only did it engage me in that with young people in a different way, it started changed my way of thinking and the way in which my personal learning and my personal development came along from that point. And you know, it's very easy to say, had I not picked up on more than feelings of concern, I would probably still have, you know, come the end of my career, been peddling geography. May well be, may well have been, may well not have been. But it certainly was a catalyst in taking me forward away from, as I say, peddling geography, to starting to look at the way in which young people learn, the way in which I can take that learning forward, the way in which I can bring other people along within me, within that. And the whole notion of guidance and guidance of the whole child in all aspects of what they were doing within the school was something that then started to develop. And, and that, that, that stayed with me, still stays with me, given the kind of conversations I'm having with Scottish government and people like that just now. That's still just, it's part, it's part of my being now. And that, you know, it may well have developed otherwise. I don't know. I'm not clever enough to understand myself enough to realise that. But in reading more than feelings of concern, that's where that sort of triggered that aspect of the way in which I thought, I thought about learning and young people and the way in which they engage with their own learning. Fascinating. Those, how those seminal texts change the direction of the way we do things, which is essentially yep. what, what you're saying there. Absolutely fascinating. I, I, I suppose there, there may be, Jeff, other texts and other, you know, other literature which have influenced people in a similar way. More than feelings of concern it was the one that kind of hit on me at that particular point in my career. It was just, it was exactly what I needed. Not just to kind of lift it at slightly up a level, but to give it a real impetus to yeah, take it yeah. forward. Yeah. Okay, and then your third choice. Is this uh, a biography of, of um, Theodore Roosevelt? Yes, it is. And I hinted earlier on when I was talking about Grapes of Wrath, that the sort of things that I learned from Grapes of, grapes of Wrath related to the way in which the world was and the world developed and things like depression, things like the New Deal, things like union rights within the United States kind of grew from that and at that point kind of latched on to, to Roosevelt and almost consistently and regularly since that time, which is, you know, 40 years ago, kind of come backwards and forwards reading about Roosevelt. And there wasn't really a definitive biography of Roosevelt. But um, later on, and my wife decided, you know, here is something that, you know, can give me, give you the opportunity of drawing things together. And it was from Conrad Black. It was a, it was a warts and all biography of Roosevelt. And the way in which Roosevelt, you know, again, you, you don't take, you know, hero worship is not something I, I go in for. But if you look at Roosevelt and the situation when he came, came into being president of the United States, very akin to the situation we're in just now, has to be said. Yeah. But he um, took on the, the most enormous of challenges. Now, Roosevelt was by no means a saint, far, far away from being a saint. He was a very imperfect man. 
but he used the things which he was good at and he used his strengths to the maximum to take forward uh, this kind of ongoing challenge of being president at perhaps the, the most difficult time up until now, within the, certainly within the 20th century. So there's lots and lots in what Roosevelt did and the way in which he accomplished what he did, which when you start to you know become a leader and you get into kind of leadership challenges, there's wee bits there that you think, yeah, that's, you know, one of his favourite ones was uh, just do something. And if it works, keep doing it. And if it doesn't work, do something else. And there's a whole series of things. I've used quotes from Roosevelt. I know that um, you're a, a great fan of Don Skeerns Goodwin's biography of Lincoln. I'm a wee bit the kind of same with, you know, I've read that as well, but I'm a wee bit the same about Roosevelt and the way in which Roosevelt just systematically and comprehensively tackled things very often in a kind of sideways manner. But it was always to do with impact. Everything which he did was to an end and to have an impact. And that kind of stayed with me. So that's, you know, my reading in Roosevelt is pretty comprehensive and Conrad Black his large tome on it is perhaps about the, the, the most informative and the kind of most the, the, the deepest dive into Roosevelt that I've come across. Thoroughly enjoyed a, a very lengthy and comprehensive read. And of course we thank Roosevelt for the, the quote which we use all the time. Not all readers are leaders but all leaders indeed. are readers. Yep. Yeah. Yes indeed. That's been a, a really interesting, Jim. Thank you so much for your choices there. Fascinating. The way you link what you've read to how they've kind of shaped your own thinking. And uh, and in the case of that second one, how they, they led to a particular path in terms of your, your leadership through education. Fascinating. So, Jim Fulis, thank you very much for talking about your choice of books. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. ASCL. Askell.